Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. Why, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Get This. Whoa, Get This Shit. <laughs> Woof. Woof, bud. You want to start over and try again? <clears throat> nope, we're rolling with it. Uh, it is another uh, Wake and Bake episode Woo-hoo. with uh, your hosts, Cassie and Sam. What's up? Oh, you want to try that again? No, I'm it. <laughs> I'm human, okay? <laughs> I constantly remind our over 10 viewers. <laughs> Tens of viewers. <laughs> that... I remind them every week that we are human and this is what real human shit looks like. Oh my so, god. Wait a go. You're such a fucking hero. We are not the gods that you put us on this pedestal, oh, okay? We yeah. we are just like you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're better than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be yeah. <laughs> I agree. Oh Lauren. Um, so thank you. For uh, tuning in for another episode. Um, I went to go get coffee and meds this morning Mm -hmm. and only successfully brought back coffee. Yeah. Uh, But, hey, we'll get the meds later. Look, a real person with a drug problem would remember that the pharmacy opens at nine. Listen, I so you're you know, you don't have that big issue. Uh yeah, yeah. Just I just got hip zappies. (laughs) (laughs) Little hitch in your giddy up. A little bit, a little bit. I finally got a new pair of headphones. Yeah. So now I can really hear Every sound I make. Well, the so cat cool. ears were cute. I love them, and I'm gonna. <clears throat> pardon me. I'm gonna find some way to attach cat ears to these. Oh, that's easily done. Perfect, because they're a necessity. I feel a little naked without them. To be I honest. don't know if I can make them light up like your other ones, but that's ears right. ears can be done. Yay! I will settle for ears. I can I make them it. metal and shiny. Ooh, I like this. I like this idea. Um, uh, speaking of looking at us, uh, you can now do that on YouTube. On YouTube. Yep, it's get this shit uh, with the uh, little star for the eye. The asterisk. Thank you. Uh, and you can find the handle at. GTS underscore podcast, just like our Instagram. <laughs> Fucking synergy over here. Branding. Branding. Brandy. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I we have an exciting announcement about our lives as a whole. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we know that I'm not. <laughs> um, no, we're back home. Wee! Sam uh, uh, did an amazing job, finished the pipes and everything. So we are now moved back in into our cozy little abode. And it's real nice. <laughs> and you're the best. Yeah, I don't know if we said it any specifically before, but 
our house had a huge plumbing issue that was going to cost a lot to fix. So I decided, fuck it. I'll figure it out and do it yeah. for a literal minor fraction of the same cost. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it. <clears throat> Damn it. Um, I was going to say something and then I was like, whoa, don't say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, blew my throat out. <laughs> then, and then I was like, oh, no. Mm. <laughs> it's a wake and bake episode, folks. You get it. Um, it's gone now. She trains left the station. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't commit when you ran into the pillar at nine and three quarters. Oh so <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no, never. I would be that kid that bounced off every time. <laughs> what are you talking about? Isn't the key that you have to believe that it's gonna work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you believe in random bullshit all the time. <laughs> like I don't think that this would be an issue. Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> As she's looking at her table full of rocks. I was going to say different <laughs> colored rocks. <though>. Yes. <laughs> I got more to add. Thanks. Yes. Uh, thanks to our overlord, Kaylee. <laughs> is that what is that her new title? I, she hasn't given me a title yet, but. Um, well, you're a high priestess. So. I think, yeah. That's kind of hard to be. Kind of hard to be. Pope S. I don't Pope know. <laughs> the Popeist. <laughs> Popista. Popery. I don't Popery. know. Popery. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is our general Popery. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have more magic rocks to add to my collection. They're gorgeous. They are very pretty. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if we've added anything to the setup here. Um. I did get a really sweet sign from my dad for Valentine's Day. And Valentine's Day. Whoa. My Valentine has paws. And it's a bunch of little cat paws. Tune in uh, on YouTube at GTS underscore podcast to uh, see my adorable sign. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are also dressed in like some pretty sweet um, brunch wear. Yeah. I guess. Home brunch wear. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we have planned for today is nothing uh, after this. So uh, if you're a diehard of the show, you'll notice that this is uh, released a little little late. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, Look, we had we're a only human. Week, so we're yeah. doing it on the fly. Once again, yeah. human. This is what you get. Bro, I had a, the fucking week of weeks, dude. And like, I also had a, a physical with my GP and like... I was warned that hormones were going to be an issue mm-hmm. as they level out and it can take up to a year after hysterectomy. And I was like, yeah, I'm already a moody bitch. Like, I got this under control. When I tell you, my friends, wow, this was a whole nother level of... um irritation yeah like you're on six flags you know you're every ride is a roller coaster and you're riding every single one (laughs) uh, and i make them go backwards to take me through it like oh my god uh i had and it doesn't happen very often um i had a couple of flat emotion days 
And like, I, it's very strange for me because like this is I'm usually all noodly like <laughs> it's, it's all gravy, baby. But I I've just like that's what I've come to know him as like mm-hmm. this flat emotion days. And I, like, I don't even pitch my voice like I talk down in my regular voice and mm. my chest voice. Your pre-coffee voice. Pre-coffee voice. Yes. <laughs> the, I mean, this one. But like, no accent affectation like just oh my god i was doing my best just to be there man and like ah dumb work shit you know it stuff systems down but you know you're still expected to fulfill you know the, yeah the job yeah we don't take of the excuses day. okay yeah so. uh working in freight is um the price pretty stressful got a lot of loads to handle (laughs) i I handle a lot of loads and i still giggle about it um but yeah i mean it's stressful but not in like i don't know any other it is not the most stressful job i've ever had it is the least (laughs) stressful to be honest but there is a uh, sense of urgency there sure yeah for it and i mean um i've learned a lot about the uh movement mm-hmm. of how shit gets places yeah of, and uh, how logistics it, and everything and how it can be fucked up so quickly <laughs> <laughs> just instantaneously like one second it's cool the next second you're like oh there's a closure at some place uh what am i gonna do with this truck like blah 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 you know, uh, just crazy shit. There's been a lot of weather. Mm. Been a lot of weather recently. It okay. is, uh, what is it? End of February-ish. Yep. So yep. Um, I only keep track on the days of the week. Right. Because <laughs> it's like my job. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, there's been weather in the Rockies and uh, near that area. Hey, maybe a little rain, maybe a little snow. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Adrian! <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> just like that. Like, just howling, you know? <laughs> uh, so, I, we had to do some creative things, and, like, while your computer system doesn't work optimally or at all, and, like, you know, we use scanners for like product inventory now, right? Like mm-hmm. it's 2023. Yeah, it's been a thing for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, then those don't work. And like, Whoops. you know, and then, and then all three of the special machines that they use to h- hug these big rolls of paper die. Like they were just like. Eh. <laughs> group unalive themselves all of them they all self-checked out at the same moment and like guess what we had doors like full of that had trailers full of a bunch of big rolls of bunch paper of big rolls of paper gotcha. and i was just like it was like jonestown yes <laughs> Until that point, and then I was alone too. I mean, my coworker Taylor was there, but um, like she left uh, because yeah. there was nothing for her to yeah. do. I was like, get out of here. So I, you know, I'm just like, well, we, what do we do? And I go to the w- two other dudes left in you know our little office, and I was like, 
what, uh, what are we going to do, boys? Like, I... I don't know anything about these machines or how to like get in <laughs> yeah, contact with people. Yeah, you're not breaking out your snap-on toolbox. Yeah, no? man. Okay. But I, <laughs> I will say the fucking mechanic dude mm-hmm. uh, that takes care of our different like loading yeah. machines services the equipment. Yeah, and yeah. He was there within like. 30 minutes of a call. I was like, what? And, but one of the roll clamps, it, that's what they're called. Um, uh, I, I call them the grabber doodles. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all the Hispanic guys make fun of me. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not all they yeah, make yeah. fun of you for, in case no. you're wondering. Oh, God, no. <laughs> you give them a lot but of ammunition. But I give them donuts and uh, we, <laughs> and I don't Valentine's. know. We, and Valentine's. I did. I handed out Valentine's like a fucking kindergartner and they were little books notebooks that said you're jossum and they were shaped as hearts and, and sharks <laughs> no they were shaped as hearts uh-huh. but they had sharks on them right yeah. okay gotcha and yeah, you're yeah, yeah. jossum yeah you're jossum and then my dad got me the same kind of heart shape thing but it said uh um no the t-rex one Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, your dynamite. <laughs> I was talking to one of the guys in the office that one of your favorite movies is Black Dynamite. And he goes, uh, yeah. He was like, you've got to be shitting me. I was like, no, man. No, you should I'm tell like, him that my other favorite is Pootie Tang. Oh, yeah. He'll I love will. that. I will. <laughs> I will. Um, oh, my God. Uh, one of the guys I work with, uh, Rylan and Chandler, we were talking about it. And uh, they, <laughs> we were just cracking up about it. And uh, um, they were surprised at the amount of quotes that I could rip from it. So, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did take a few You committed times. kung fu treachery. <laughs> oh, my God. Kung fu treachery. <laughs> yeah, but oh, the Royal Crant. The grabby doodle. The grabby doodle, yes. It got stuck around some rolls and it wouldn't let go of them. And it's like two big ones. My sweet fucking mother goes and puts a cone on top of the whole situation. Like a dunce cap? Like she's (laughs) shaming it? (laughs) Now go park it in the corner. You sit in the corner. It's in the way. We couldn't even move it. Like the hydraulic system literally just went shit. Oh, I had that happen one time. I was up in a boom lift. No. (laughs) Yeah, I was out. uh, I was at this plant up in Lafayette working and I was probably about 40, 50 feet in the air. And like, oh, my God. (laughs) And like I try to move up more and turn or something like that. And it's like it'll turn, but it doesn't go up because it didn't have hydraulic pressure because one of the lines sprung a leak. Luckily, how hydraulics work, at least on this machine, is that it would allow me to move down. To go down? Thank God. <laughs> See, with a, a, um, a salon chair, mm-hmm. yeah. it don't work that way. Right, yeah. You gotta because, have it because mm-hmm. you go pop, pop, like you have to pop that thing up for it to go down or right, up. Yes. Yeah, oh my God. Well, I'm so glad you didn't have to fucking climb down. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it... There's plenty of systems in place that it would not have been a big deal. Lower me down, like safety boys. wise, it would have taken a minute <laughs> either sure, to sure, get sure. another lift over there or something to <laughs> grab on. 
or I mean, uh, I was working on like a pipe rack. So, I mean, like with my harness on, like I could have roped up like a beam clamp or a D ring or and something. Like, beep, 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 beep. And I could have climbed out onto the pipe rack, moved down some. They could have brought a lift over and I could have just climbed back into it. But <laughs> just, what is it? Cliff hanging there? <laughs> <laughs> Another Stallone reference. Yay! <laughs> Oh my god, I'm real good at them. See, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, see, is that that's not Stallone? <laughs> oh, I know. I now, know. if you had a matchstick hanging in your mouth, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, don't you beat Stallone and Cobra? Have you seen Cobra? I don't know. Uh, you would know. <laughs> okay, I mean. We do like to do shitty movie Sunday. We do. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen Cobra, I barely remember it. But that's the one where Stallone always has the matchstick hanging out of uh, his mouth. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, speaking of superheroes. Uh-oh. <laughs> we uh, watched the newest Spider-Man. Oh, yes. We finally got around to watching No Way Home. Yeah, it was so good. It's very good. No spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, <coughs> Tom Holland is a great actor. Yeah. Like, it And Zendaya is so fucking funny. Yes. Uh, all of them. They did a very good job. Oh, it's man, really the cute. scenes with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and yeah. Tom Holland all together just bantering back and forth. Good A1. stuff. A1. A1. So go watch it. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, be a shill and plug Disney's yeah, product for I know, them, right? <laughs> or I think that's technically Sony. It's not Disney yet. Uh, it's whatever. I don't know. Got to take a little bit of pleasure in the hellscape of it all. <laughs> and uh, since it's been such, <laughs> since it's been such a hellscape for me this week, and uh, you know, it wasn't really anything special. Just fucking. Just hey, uh, look. Sometimes yeah, the- just had fucking. Yeah. A rough week, mm-hmm. and uh, I was hot and sweaty for some of it, and then I was like hot inside, like just hot inside, cold on the outside, mm-hmm. and that's the worst. It's the weirdest feeling. Like you were on hot ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, love that. We watched uh, Anna Kendrick, and who else have we watched recently? Oh, we watched a bunch in one night. You fell asleep, so I watched more than you did. But yeah, Anna Kendrick. Oh, we watched Tom Holland's. Yes, Tom Holland. Fuck. There was a bunch. Maisie Williams was one. Mm, yeah, I fell asleep for that one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Since it's been so real, uh, Sam got our shit for this week. Yeah, uh, Cassie didn't have... She's free and clear, so I got to take a double dump. A double (laughs) dump. I hate that. Which I am more than happy to do because, girl, do I have some shit for you. I love it. Give it to me. All right. So get this shit. Today, first of all, precursor warning. um, I will be using uh, a word in historical context. Uh that I would not normally use. I will be using the word Negro because it was part of the story and it's only from direct quotes. I do not use that word in my own vernacular, but I feel like it would be inappropriate to misquote people in this story. Thank you for your warning. Yes. Okay, so we are going to be talking about John Howard Griffin. 
I don't know that I know the name. Right. Most, I mean, I don't, I was never really taught about him, but. Okay. All right. So, John Howard Griffin was born on September 9th, 1920. Ooh. In Dallas, Texas. His father was John Walter Griffin, and his mother was Lena May Young. Mm. He was raised in Fort Worth. Well, actually, technically, is raised in Mansfield, Mansfield, Mansfield. I don't know. Okay. But it's right in the Fort Worth area. So his parents were middle class. They were white. They were Christians. Um, during this time, it was still very common to have black servants in your house. Mm. You know, like wow. to do the laundry and the sewing and stuff. The quote, yeah. quote unquote, the help. Like that's where. Yes. Okay. So he was taught by his parents to treat them with kindness. Wonderful. Woo, yay. I mean, <laughs> pat on the back. Right. Um, he always remembered the time that he used a common slur of the day. Woof. Still very common. Yeah. Unfortunately, and his grandfather slapped the ever living shit out of him. Mm, good. And said, quote, their people don't ever let me hear you call them that again. Oh, my God. Good for you, Grandpappy. Right. Um, his mother, Lena, was a classical pianist Aww. and passed on to John her love of music. Fabulous. Um, he also had two other gifts, one yep. being perfect pitch. Oh. And a photographic memory. Son of a bitch. <laughs> right? In the genetic lottery Son there. Son of a bitch. So using these gifts, he earned himself a scholarship to a fancy boarding school in France. Very nice. And uh, he went over there at the age of 15 to study music. Oh, my God. Perfect time to send uh, some fucking teenage boy over to France, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. He studied music, or I'm sorry, he was awarded studying a ladies. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's what he's studying. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, hey. He, but it, <laughs> I had something, then it left. Look at him. There it goes. So he got, I'm sorry, he was awarded a scholarship in music. The main things he studied in France was language and uh, French wow. and French literature as well. Oh, that's cool. Um, so he was delighted to find himself studying alongside black students. Wonderful. Yeah. But he got a real culture shock and was appalled to see them dining with white people in cafes. Uh, oh, appalled. <laughs> yeah. Quote, I had simply accepted the customs of my region which said that black people could not eat in the same room with us end quote uh, later he wrote quote it had never occurred to me to question it damn i bold of you to admit sir i because i mean yeah like there's no thought of that yeah in, in the majority of people that i know Right. anymore you know yes. what i mean uh so like i that kind of ah, that blows my mind i know it's crazy it's so sad it is so in 1939 uh 1939 hits and germany invades poland oh hello friends <laughs> hello world war Two. yeah yeah 
Um, John found himself, uh, quote, in the presence of a terrible human tragedy. Mm. So he joined the French resistance. All right, let's do it, boys. He was a medic and worked at the sea, at the seaport Saint Nazaire. Get it? <coughs> I'm say it with ten toes on the ground. <laughs> right, Saint Nazaire. <laughs> Perfect. Um, he worked to smuggle Austrian Jews, mostly children, to England. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Uh, while trying to help one family escape. Uh, he told the wrong person who ended up being a Nazi informant. Oh, shit. And then ended up on a Nazi death list. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess I didn't realize that that was like a thing thing. Like, they mm-hmm. were like, this is the list. <laughs> Kill them. <laughs> yeah, it's not just like Steve Mashemi and Billy Madison. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh. You think I was that good? <laughs> Uh, so he was forced to flee the Gestapo and returned to Texas in 1941. Oh, shit. I mean, uh, you're going to get away from them. <laughs> yeah, they're not coming to Texas. No, they're not coming to Texas. Uh, so then Pearl Harbor happened. Great. <laughs> and John enlists in the Army Air Corps. Oh, my God. Yeah. He, which then became the Air Force, but back then yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. division of the Army. Anyway, kind of like how the Marines are division of the Navy. Yes. Um, so yeah, he's the land seals. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> he was, <laughs> so he was made a radio operator and then he was, cool. yeah. So then after that, he was sent to the Solomon Islands, which is an island chain in the Pacific. Oh, uh huh. Right. And his job was to use his efforts to ensure the loyalty of the locals to like the allied and American war effort. Oh, oh okay. So he was marketing. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, I mean, here's the thing is branding. It's kind of like the, you know, indigenous population here uh, in this country during the French and Indian war. And like during the war of 1812, like opposing sides would try to get the locals on their side to help sure. them. Uh, so, we literally were talking about this uh, just a bit earlier in the week. Yeah, earlier in the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't tell you a thing <laughs> about <laughs> <Not> either. About either. <laughs> either. I, I would lose that round of trivia. Uh, so, yeah. So his job was to make Be sure friend. the locals didn't fuck us. And so he spent a year studying tribal languages and how they adapted to the jungle. Oh, wow. I mean, they had the perfect dude for it. Fuck. (laughs) Um, Still in the back of his head, he assumed that, quote, mine was a superior culture. Woo! But, I mean, (laughs) damn. I'm glad he's, you know, straightened himself out. But, uh, hoping he straightens himself out. Who knows? We'll see. But... (laughs) God damn. <laughs> Bold. Yeah. So. Uh, Bold move, Cotton. Let's <laughs> see how it plays out see for him. See how it plays out for him. <laughs> um, a few months before. Wait, you got to come into frame a little bit. Oh, sorry, am I God. scooting back? Yep. Okay. All right. Hold on. I'm coming. Pardon us. Mm, so mm, sorry. Mm, get it. Mm. Get it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> go, go ahead, Carvel. <laughs> Okay, so a few months before the end of the war, he was injured during an air raid. He got blasted oh, no. by a bunch of shrapnel. Oh. 
Um, when he woke up in the hospital, he could only see shadows, and that. Oh no! That, not good for a pilot. <laughs> well, he's just. Well, oh yeah, fuck. He's I'm, radio boy. Every time I'm like, oh, here in the air force, you're a pilot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like every branch has. Uh, yes, pilots. they all have okay, pilots. Okay, yeah, just making sure. <laughs> Just saying, especially Air Force. <laughs> and they're com- they have like little computers in there, and they're like, mm. <laughs> "You're so pretty." Thank you. <laughs> so when he woke up in the hospital, he went from only being able to see shadows to nothing at all. Ah, he went completely blind. Oh no, God. So, uh. This experience revealed a whole new world to him. Oh, yeah. Sound. Let's do this thing. Right. Does he become like superhuman because of his... <laughs> yes, this is the true story of Daredevil. Of Daredevil. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, my God. So, quote, the blind can only see the heart and intelligence of a man. And nothing in these indicates in the slightest whether a man is white or black. End quote. Yeah, I, well, they're all black, aren't they? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Casey. <laughs> so, um, I assume. over the next decade, he converted to Catholicism and got like super into it. All right. He, he like studied Gregorian chants and did like musical history through the church. And cool. That, yeah. That's pretty dope. He also got married to his wife, Elizabeth, and had his first kid and published two novels based on his experiences during the war. Damn. Get it, man. You're on a roll. Right. Then in 1955, he contracted spinal malaria. What? (laughs) I didn't know that it came in different flavors. (laughs) I was not aware either. Jesus. Yeah, he got the bomb pop of the... (laughs) Oh, my God. Of the malaria. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Um, And he lost the use of his legs. Oh, God. Uh, Poor poor guy. Um, So this just made him more devout. He started uh, studying like Thomas Aquinas and like other mm -hmm. uh, Catholic scholars who wrote about... The Canterbury Tales. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who wrote about like suffering and, and... all that shit. So he got over the malaria and great. Yeah, his use of his legs returned. Uh, then a few. That's m- wonderful. Yeah. Then a few months later, uh, either uh, magically he was or- ran over by a <laughs> loose hilarious. horse, and then he gets hit by a bus. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Train out of nowhere. <laughs> so. Uh, either magically or miraculously, however you want to take it, it's not explained. He gets his sight back. Mm. Okay, so is he a good guy? Like, is he a good guy? Because, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> all right, that's great. <laughs> I'm suspicious, but that's great. Uh, in 1959, he's still in Texas, okay. uh, where whites only signs are everywhere. Like, typical Jim Super Crow Super cool. <laughs> Um, also at this time... Well, the Nazis may not have felt so uh, <laughs> Out of place yeah, in Texas. Yeah. Well, they're dressed too nice. Like, very formal. There's no, like, you know... They didn't have big enough belt buckles to fit in in Texas. Uh, I mean, Hugo Boss is about simplicity, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> also, he likes the clean lines. <laughs> the lines, <laughs> they are clean. <laughs> yes. And unsagt. Und sagt. So, but in 1959, uh, most Americans viewed civil rights as, quote, a Southern issue. Uh, okay. Which is something that we talked about when I talked about the mass um, student teacher walkout in uh, New York. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone was like, no, we're cool up in the North. Yeah, um, are you? Mm-hmm. You're not. Um, after, not that cool. Yeah, not. <laughs> So, after all of John's theological studies and life experience, he was convinced that racism was, quote, a human problem. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I read. Yeah. Uh, quote, uh. if a white man became a Negro in the Deep South, what adjustments would he have to make? Is uh, a, yeah. yeah. It's many. <laughs> many. So that idea gnawed at him, uh, at his brain, until he came to a decision. Oh, no. Quote, the only way I could see to bridge the gap between us was to become a Negro. No. (laughs) No. What's his name again? John. I just wanted to make sure. John, what the fuck? (laughs) My man, not the move. (laughs) Not the move. (laughs) So his wife Elizabeth supported him, but <laughs> can you imagine that conversation? At so dinner? I want to be black. Yeah, we all do. They're super cool. <laughs> super cool, but I, uh, you know how it is out there, right? Because it's not right. Well, that's what I want to explore. Uh, yeah. So at least one. Your turkey's a- dry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, look, I can dance. Uh- Oh, my God. Not how it works. Uh, so at least one acquaintance told him his idea was crazy, telling him, quote, you'll get yourself killed fooling around down there. So didn't stop it's him. Not a fucking someone's skin color is not a social experiment. So soon uh, Griffin was consulting different doctors and he found what? a a dermatologist in New Orleans. Is this how they made Tropic Thunder? Yes. Like they got an <laughs> I mean, idea. I mean. Oh no. Um, so this doctor prescribed him and he started taking a drug that was used to treat vitiligo. Okay. Which is the skin disease where you uh, Yeah, vitiligo. Yeah, yeah. Vitiligo, vitiligo. Where you... For those who have don't know, pigmentation in different areas. Yes, you. Yes, or hyperpigmentation, possibly. Probably. Yeah. I don't know if they're. That may be more of like a red wine stain. <laughs> no, it's a no. That's an actual like skin uh, term. Oh. Yeah, for like more uh, red or purplish merlot. Gotcha. Um, patches yeah it's called red wine staining that's funny yeah <laughs> i wasn't being an asshole it's a real legit term i have books <laughs> leather bound books leather bound books <laughs> many many of them but yeah so vitiligo is you have patchy depigmentized areas yeah, of yeah. your skin so he starts taking a drug that's used to correct that oh okay um, which I assume was very new at the time in 1959, yeah, but I produce, didn't do history on that. How do you so. produce melanocytes? Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so he starts taking that and spending hours underneath a sun lamp every ah, single day. Ah, okay. Also, skin cancer. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh... <laughs> Melanoma, my homie. So, and as he grew darker, he shaved his head. All right. I mean, got to keep it even. So, finally, he got to the point where the doctor shook his hand and said, quote, No. Now you go into oblivion. Uh, So, so John Howard Griffin steps out into the world alone in New Orleans. He he turned to look in a mirror, quote, in the flood of light against the white tile, the face and shoulders of a stranger, a fierce, bald, very dark Negro glared at me from the glass. He in no way resembled me. Uh, the The transformation was total and shocking. I felt the beginnings of a great loneliness, end quote. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it had to be super weird to look in the mirror and be like, it's kind of like when you get what a tattoo and like three weeks later you look down and you're like, oh shit, I forgot that was there. Like, yeah, or kinda. Like, yeah, it's well, ob- kinda like that. Obviously, a tiny microcosm of that, or like when you do something crazy with yeah, your hair yeah. and then you look in the mirror after you wash it after yes. the first day and you're like, oh Jesus, yeah, Been there. hey, did that. Been there. Been there. <clears throat> Yeah. But like all of you, like yep. none of you resembles before. Mm-hmm. Wow. That- Great. I can't imagine what that feels like. No. <laughs> so Griffin stepped out into the world and began his, quote, personal nightmare. <laughs> yup. Um, How many people said I told you so to him along this way? Right. Just applying for menial jobs, he was met with the repetition of, quote, we don't want you people. Don't you understand that? Jesus. So bold. Yeah. He was threatened and followed by strangers and could not escape the word that he was slapped for as a child. Oh, my. Quote, that word leaps out with electric clarity. You always hear it and it always stings. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean. Uh, how do you know it stings? Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, come on, man. Like, I get where you're coming from, but oof. Oof. Right. All right. So with only $200 in traveler's checks, John <laughs> left New Orleans and took a bus to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, a town still fear-stricken from a recent lynching. Oh, my God. Overwhelmed by alienation, he stayed in his rented room and wrote, quote, hell could be no more lonely or hopeless. Feeling he was pushing his own limit, he took a short break at a white friend's home before resuming his experiment. Oh, my God. Are you joking? Are you joking? (laughs) Uh, That is literally the definition of just trust. Appropriation. All right, let's All right. keep fucking soldiering on. When he went back out, he started roaming uh, the South from Alabama to Atlanta. Sometimes passing whites would offer him a ride. He felt obligated to accept. Like he, oh, fuck no! Like he wasn't able to refuse. 
because like what now you what now you think you're too good to accept a bride you know what i mean like Jesus then he's Christ. viewed as uppity you know yeah um, so he was flabbergasted at how many just wanted to ask him a barrage of questions about his, quote, Negro sex life. Oh, my. What? <laughs> or how many people would just openly boast about, quote, the swamps of their fantasy lives? I. I. <laughs> Oh, my God. John did his best to be patient and dispute and dissuade stereotypes, noting how many were amazed that he could, quote, talk intelligently. Uh, Oh, what a hero. Right. According to Griffin, the worst worst thing was, quote, the hate stare. <laughs> Venomous glares that left him, quote, sick at heart before such unmasked hatred. Yeah. Uh, uh, yup. Yeah. During his experiment, he got a glimpse at black rage and self loathing, noting how often whites would insist that black people were, quote, happy. Uh, okay. Yeah. They're like, no, they're I, happy and content with their lives. No, Why is... change anything? They're yeah, good. Yeah. They're... A1. We're uh, all wrapped up there. Uh, What else could they want? (laughs) So Griffin had finally reached his breaking point and could stand no more. It had been a month. Oh, uh, my. Are you kidding me? A month? A month. I. uh, uh, What a weak. Bitch. (laughs) All right. So. Okay. (laughs) Now, uh, this whole time, he had made a deal for the story with a magazine called Sepia Magazine to do this huge expose on his experience. They are the one. They helped fund it. That's part of where he got the money for the traveler's checks from. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. So (laughs) before he. Sponsored by. Right. Before he could write and publish his report of his experience, word leaked out. And he did interviews with Times and, or with Time Magazine and CBS, trying to explain uh, to as many outlets as he could what he was trying to accomplish and that he was not trying to insult Southern whites. Uh, What? Like, he wasn't trying, like, he's not. He's He's apologizing to the white people. He's not apologizing. He's saying, I didn't do this to make fun of or denigrate or, or like. Sorry for exposing you. He He's saying and- he's here to expose truth. He's not here to uh, like poke fun. Like this is not a joke. This is not a prank type situation where Who it's like. fucking who? Oh. Sorry that you got caught being yourself. Right. He's saying that, but he's not. He's saying, I didn't do this to, like, lambast this group of people across the country. I wanted to expose the experience that black people face every single day that I viewed through my filter. And whatever comes out, comes out. Yeah. Is what he's trying to declare his intentions. He was like, I didn't do this to, like 
tarnish the South's reputation for you know against the be North. Be better, bitch. Agreed. Uh, be yes. Better. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. Okay. All right. All right. He was like, I just wanted to understand the experience, and I figured this is the only way. And boy, wasn't an experience, is what he's saying. So. All right. Uh, and so describing his experience and how he was subjected to, quote, a dirty bath of hatred. Oh, a dirty bath of it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a clean one. Uh, when he got back to his hometown in Texas, he found himself hung in effigy. Oh, wow. What a <laughs> what a welcoming home party for you, pal. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so many threats came that his parents had to leave town. Oh, my God. And he and his family had to exile themselves to Mexico for almost a year. Mexico? Well, they were in Texas, so. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I mean, I hear everything that you say, but it's not like... <laughs> I, uh, unlike John, have a, a non-photographic memory. <laughs> uh, it is maybe Polaroids up there. Yeah. <laughs> Water stained Polaroids. Uh, red wine stained Polaroids. <laughs> yep, those two. Uh, so while in Mexico, he took time to compile his story and different things that he wrote to Sepia. He compiled all of it into the book Black Like Me, which was. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, he. Compiled into a book boy, entitled, no. <laughs> entitled Black Like Me, which was Boss, not it. published in 1961, in October of 1961. Uh, instantly, the book was met with huge accolades. The New York Times called it, quote, an essential document of contemporary American life. Oh, my God. Uh, Newsweek. Uh, uh, shit. I forgot to write down that quote, but it was like. They were like, it's very... had another one. Yeah, it was like, it was sharp and piercing and cuts to the core. And because, like, this was a window that white people would never understand unless it was put this way. Like, at the time, like, there was... It was very difficult unless you started surrounding yourself with people of color to, from the outside looking in try to understand the experience of what real people had to go through every single day living in this country. Yeah. Yes. And if you grew up in like Martha's Vineyard or something like that, you know, you're never going to understand what black people in the South had to face every single day. Or even if you were upper class and you didn't realize how your paternalistic behavior actually looked through the eyes of the people you were giving it to. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, It was wrong. It was translated into 14 languages. It was made into a movie and it was included in many uh, high school curriculums as a must read. Not anymore. <laughs> right. Not yeah. No, that shit's got to be out. I meant to look list. that up if it's on the banned book list or not, but it has to be. Yes. Like, it has to be. <laughs> um. So, yeah, they, like, made it high school curriculum. Uh, the 
book turned him into a spokesman for civil rights, which made him feel awkward. <laughs> I bet. Okay. Well, good. I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you should. <laughs> Nell Irvin Painter, who was a black historian, said about it, quote, When Griffin was invited into trouble cities, he said the exact same thing local black people had been saying. Uh, but the powers that were could not hear the black people. Black, uh, black speakers in America had little credibility till yesterday. Some CNN correspondents who are black get to comment on America, but that's a very recent phenomenon, end quote. Whoa. So he gave credence to, I mean, this was never his decision, but, and that's what made him feel awkward. Like he gave his experience and his telling of his experience gave credence to what black people had been saying for a long time, but it wasn't yeah. until he came out and somehow, because of the color of his skin, gave credibility to what they had been saying for so long. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there's so many examples of that. Yeah. Still. Mm-hmm. So, in the early 60s, the civil rights movement started to explode. John continued to give lectures telling stories from his book or lecturing on the book, numbering over a thousand. Wow. Um, he became friends with uh, movement leaders, uh, anyone from the famous comedian Dick Gregory uh, to Martin Luther King. Wow. Uh, not everyone was happy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to, you'll run into that. Yeah. As he traveled through the South, he was often trailed and followed by cops. Lit. Yeah. And on one night, on a dark road in 1964, uh, he was attacked by the Klan. Oh, my God. He cool. was... <laughs> I said cool. Yeah. <laughs> With a K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was brutally beaten and left in the road for dead. Wow. My God. What? I mean, you just taking a stroll, John? Like... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Damn, um, dude. Um, as, his ass. Yeah, jumped him real bad. Uh, as the civil rights movement grew and spread, he cut down on his lectures. Uh, he believed it, quote, absurd for a white man to presume to speak for black people when they have superlative voices of their own. I would have to agree <laughs> 100% with that, John. Yes. Um, in the 1970s, John kind of faded away into the background. Um, he met and became friends with a uh, Catholic monk. What? Okay. Named uh, Thomas Merton. Thomas Merton. Who, yeah, he was a monk. He was a Trappist monk. So they're like of Trappist monks are like of the more like severe, serious orders where like they take the vows of silence and oh. uh, poverty, you know, and they take those vows like very, very seriously. Like idle chatter is not a thing. Like you can speak, like it's not like a total vow of silence. Okay. Um, but like if you're going to speak, it needs to be important. There is no like, hey, Profound. this coffee's yeah. good. Yeah. 
Yeah, the weather's nice today. Yeah, but he yeah. did a lot of work in like Thailand and he wrote a shit ton of books with uh, like talking about like anything from pacifism to mm-hmm. um, uh, cultural understandings to, you know, racism to. Um, he even when he went overseas, he studied Buddhism and Taoism, and he wrote uh, literature on like comparative studies and how those relate to Christianity. And you know, oh. what's the similarities? What's the differences? Um, so John decides that Pretty he's learned dude. Yeah, very smart dude. Turns out when <laughs> you talk less and listen more, you can learn a lot. Uh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to try it. <laughs> so he decided he was going to write a biography of his friend. And uh, so, okay. and in doing so, he started to become a hermit himself. Oof. Yep. I bet. Easy to do. So, yeah. So that's what he was doing in the 70s. And on September 9th, 1980, John Howard Griffin passed away from complications of diabetes at oh, age 60. Damn. 60. Mm-hmm. The betas took you out? Well, I mean, if misdiagnosed or untreated, like, yeah. it is, like it's so manageable now with all the technology that we have that a lot of people forget how deadly that disease was. You're not wrong. And um, You're not wrong. Yeah. I, it... Wow. Wow. Now, there's rumors going that have always gone around that they think he actually died of skin cancer from... The, uh, oh, from the over-UV exposure? Mm-hmm, or from the drug, the vitiligo drug that he took. Oh, okay. Could have Maybe. caused cancer that... I, I, reverse cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reverse cancer. Like... <laughs> People take that medicine, like, you know. Right. Well, I'm sure he probably took a lot more than what people with the disease probably take. I I understand you. His uh, dosage was a bit larger than normal. Possibly. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. What a uh, controversial... Not controversial. What do I want to say? What a fucking... Oh, tap dancer. Yeah. What a tap dancer. Um, I So many. It seems like a lot of good came out of a lot of different situations. Yeah. That uh, he experienced and shared and whatnot. I so. Oh, my God. I just don't know. What's the most offensive part of it? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's. I mean, for me, like it definitely. It's weird looking at it from our lens of history now. Yes. I, Whereas, yeah. like back in, you know, I, was, like in, sixty years ago. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Which is not that long, in case anyone's fucking wondering. No, no. <laughs> my, my parents mom, are older than this story, yeah, so my mom has told me different stories about growing up and like 
weird fucking shit that was super common. Yeah. And even like common in schools. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, it blows my mind because to know who my mom is, like that it's, she's, none of that ever like crossed her mind and she found it strange at the time. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, just that. And then I, there's just every, every fucking decade has its fucking flavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, back then, want to reduce it down to that, like simply. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny that like at the time, like he said, like so many white people didn't see anything wrong with their society and believe black people in this country to be quote unquote happy like he said but at the same time no one had the fucking balls to do what address it to do what he did and it's not and it's not because they didn't have the balls because they were scared of facing uh like backlash in public opinion for appropriating mm-hmm. or anything like that. They didn't have the balls to do it because deep down they knew how they would be treated. Yes. I Well, it's similar to that study. I cannot remember her name right now. It escapes me. But it was a really famous study. I believe that she did it on a talk show or something. Um, a sociologist, parasociologist or something. She um, excluded blue-eyed people. Yes. From a group. Mm-hmm. And like, these people lost their fucking mind. And they were yeah. all white. Mm. And she was like, I'm sorry. like that." And she just, you know, explained it. Basically, how society explains it. You know, the unwritten rules or the super written rules. Yeah. And um, I, like, they couldn't handle it. And she uh, made a really fine point of that. And I... That is a really, really good point that is driven home about John's time in his experiment and everything. Like, that is the ultimate question. Like, would you want to be treated the way? Yeah. Would you really want to be black in America at this time? Like, if they have, if they're so happy or it's, if the system is working fine, then okay. Yeah. Like, then then why did this happen to me? Yeah. 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 Uh, It's, yeah, deep down in your heart, you know. So, like, why are, why don't you want to change this? Or, like, how can we affect change? And, like, it's still, question to this day yeah and i mean america is so good at like second quicksand well i was going (laughs) to say like the out of sight out of mind like sense america has adhd of denial like but putting that in denial like where you know we specifically don't teach so many things about our history to our own people it's too uncomfortable yeah and this book i'm sure was very uncomfortable and it's not yeah. a short book <laughs> no i you could probably write a little women-sized fucking novel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> write a series on that shit no i mean because, he did include uh, yeah i mean he did include like stories of when people were nice to him and you know and sure. there were times that he came across white people who apologized to him for oh, how he yeah. was being treated uh, that's you know I I mean, it's nice to know that at that time that there were people who 
had balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, like treated people as people, and I, yeah. And as he made his way through, <sighs> a lot of times he would find black families to stay with as he traveled around and told you know their stories as well. And uh, yeah. And he was like, wow. it's not just fucking me. <laughs> like, this is what these people live with every single day. Yeah. Wow. That is. Yeah. It was a glaring, wide eyed. Yeah. No holds barred telling of his experience that he went through for a month. That's it. <laughs> a month. Oh, my God. A month. My God. Well, shit, Sam. That's something else uh what's the do you remember the uh video title the movie oh i think it was called black like me okay like mm-hmm. the book okay mm-hmm. <laughs> well whisper it into alexa and see if you <laughs> don't end up her. on a list somewhere yeah oh my god maybe <laughs> right uh but uh, wow that where did you uh, find this? Uh, in my book of unusual knowledge. Yeah? Thanks, Katie. <laughs> uh, how how did it uh, spark your? Oh, uh, because I was like, oh, because I had heard about it before. That in the civil rights era, like there was a white person who like had oh. it, was, it was called like a surgery. I think when yeah, I was sure, referred sure. to it um, to become black and like shared his experience, and then I remembered. I've seen it referenced in like a couple TV shows. Like I remember an F is for family. Uh-huh. Um, there's a reporter who like does the experiment, even though the show is set in like the seventies or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah. So like, I remember I'd heard reference to it in like pop culture a couple times. And then I was like, Oh, this is the story of the dude who fucking did it. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Way to sniff it out, man. Right. It's, and then uh, I find out. Yeah. And then I find out that like he served in the French resistance and like helped Jews escape and then yeah. got chased by the Germans and then then joined the Air Force and like studied. And he was a busy man with his people. entire life. Yeah. Uh, risking the biscuit and every like, every step of the way. Yeah. And it's still crazy that it wasn't until like he was rendered blind that he was like that the light bulb turned on that he saw sure. the light like he had to be made blind to see the light and go, oh, none of this bullshit I was taught growing up is Matters. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean. That's a pretty profound thing to do after an experience yeah and like and also like for me i think it's crazy but also like not that crazy this i'm not sure how to word it but like he was raised you know in a christian house with christian values and taught you know that these are people and you need to be kind with them to Mm -hmm. them but even still like all these colloquialisms around him and the culture around him like you don't realize how much of that you absorb and oh, like sure yeah you don't think about it you know and uh, yes yes and i feel that i think that's one of the reasons why he thought i had to do this because there's people like me who think that they're good people doing the right thing but don't sure. understand what these systems are or how things actually work to people that are not you yeah i yeah like you said, a glaring view yeah. at uh, some of the in 
inaccuracies in mm-hmm. society. And oh yeah, that it pulled back a lot of veils for some people. Yeah, he's uh, someone who literally checked his privilege at the door and risked the biscuit for it. <laughs> I risked the biscuit. Well, John, put up with shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some shit. Uh, well, to go along with that, okay, I've got <laughs> some shit that you need. Okay. It's time to get that shit, all right? <laughs> this week, uh, we are looking at Rosalie Body Works. Mm. Um, and you can find her at uh, Instagram and TikTok at Rosalie Body Works and RosalieBodyWorks.com. These are homemade candles uh, located in Palm Springs, Florida. Uh, I know I'm always talking about candles, but <laughs> I was I, thinking, listen, and I'm not gonna I saw, lie. No, I saw your reaction. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, candles, a candle again. How fucking predictable. <laughs> uh, Rosalie Body Works is always searching for the highest quality ingredients, and there is obs- high in quotation marks. No, it's not. It's okay, not. I was just curious. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, uh, they're obsessed with uh, product versatility. Product versatility. Okay. Uh, They're on a mission to see how many uses a single product can have. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of like George Washington Carver with the peanut. Yes. But in candle form. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of candle form. Wait. So, uh, so far, they've counted up to 23. Okay. Uh, These candles are not only versatile in use, but in scent and containers uh each candle is in a beautiful teacup or kettle so let me show you real quick sam all right how cute cute right Mm -hmm. okay i have to make sure that i don't unplug my fucking computer (laughs) there we go I got to put a battery back into it. Yeah, Real high-tech setup we got here. Real high-tech. <laughs> uh, each of these candles uh, is in a beautiful teacup or kettle. Like I said, they range from 15 to $100. Mm-hmm. And $100 is because there's more product, okay? Right. Um. So, things that this candle can be used for. Body lotion. Oh, cool. Yes. Also, wax play because sure it's it's not going to reach the high temperatures mm-hmm. like a normal wax would um you can also use this as a makeup remover for stretch marks okay for witchcraft okay you know you can add your essence to it and what have you but uh the uh, candles uh in the teacups and in the tea kettles are absolutely gorgeous. There's a lot of vintage looking mm-hmm. uh, sets. Yes. In the teacups, they come with a saucer as well. And uh, yeah, they come in a variety of scents. Uh, nice. Uh, they're natural. So more like uh, essential oil type. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you can find these amazing Body lotion candles at rosaliebodyworks.com. So, like, you burn the candle and then you can take some of the melted wax and use it as a body lotion? Yep. Huh. Yeah. Because it, okay. I was going to say, because it would look weird if you're just like rubbing, rubbing a candle, the candle. on yourself. <laughs> no, you'll have to light it, mm-hmm. number one. 
I was just curious. I love it. I was just curious. Oh, wait. I found a, a scent list. Gingerbread spice cake. Nice. Do, do, do. Uh, peppermint and cypress. Dragon fruit hibiscus. Uh, nutmeg and cedar. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, cherry blossom. And then there are unscented. Have fun. Yeah. Let's see. I think that's that's about it. But uh, yeah, you can use it as lip balm, everything. And every so often. Um, kiss the candle. Kiss the candle. <laughs> and this is a one person show. This is Rosalie's show. Okay. Okay. Um, sometimes she does make edible candles and she does special releases. There is a notice on the website. Okay. Please don't eat the candles. Okay. <laughs> don't eat the lotion unless it's a specific edible. Sure, 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 sure. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I didn't even know that was a thing. But the disclaimer I found very hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, not people in her fucking DMs. Oh. Your fucking candle made me sick. First of all, it tastes like ass. Okay. It tastes like <laughs> ass. <laughs> yeah, because, well, can't you make like candles out of like uh, beeswax and honeycomb and stuff like yep, that? Yep, yep, yep. I would assume that that may be. Like, that's the first um, thing I would think of when... I believe hers are shea butter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I knew a shea. I get out. <laughs> they, uh, there is a sale right now. Uh, buy one, get one, 25% off. So, check it out. Uh, sniff it up, man. Sn- sniff it up. <laughs> get yourself some body lotion candles. I'm really excited. I'm going to get some because... Sis has some dry skin over here. My God. I'm a itchy little biscuit. <laughs> Not me. Oh, no, never. I'm oily. You're nice and oily. Mm-hmm. Oily. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. All righty. Well, Sam, um, I think that's it. I think so. I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, I'm all tapped. You're tapped out? Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, 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 while you guys are uh, eating your candles, eating your candles <laughs> that you got from only the edible kind, body right? Work. While you're dripping wax on each other for fun while times, while you're dripping wax, make sure that we are in your earballs. Okay, maybe not, maybe not at that <laughs> no, time. No, no, I mean, fine. if you're it's into fine. it, I'm not kind of, yeah. yeah, the dulcet tones of voices. <laughs> oh my god, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You can find us on all the different streaming platforms, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. And if those don't suit your fancy, you can find more platforms on our Instagram bio at GTS underscore podcast. While you're there, please make sure that you like, follow and subscribe so we can continue to grow our shit. Check out our link tree for our website, episode resources, extra streaming platforms and our YouTube at gts underscore podcast uh make sure that you holler at us if you have a small business you want to hype or a topic you don't want to do homework on uh you can catch us on email oh my god on email send us an email at <laughs> this shit podcast sound older gmail.com. <laughs> my back hurts <laughs> Alrighty, well i think that's it to 
Yeah, I think yeah. so. All righty. Well, love and light it on fire, right? dudes. Stay stinky. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.